0: Alright, we are back with another edition of the Fired Up Podcast. We're a little sad, JD's not here, but we're a little happy because it's our last one until he's back. There we go. I guess some people are happy about that. Spin it. But intern Eric and I are here with a special California-only podcast. We have some unique perspectives. I'm originally from a nice little suburb outside of Los Angeles called Glendale. I was lived there for 18 years, and then I did some college stuff, and I ended up in San Francisco seven years ago. And so I've lived in Glendale, a.k.a. Los Angeles area. I've also lived in San Francisco. And my intern, Eric, our friend Eric here, lived in San Francisco and then went to college in Los Angeles, right? That's right. Um, it's safe to say, I think, Justin, as a San Francisco native, that
1: San Francisco was never the same ever since you put foot down here. So oh, well, thank that's you for saying as much. Um, but, yeah, I spent four years at Occidental College, which is in neighboring Eagle Rock. yeah, right Very next to Glendale. So we have some interesting perspectives to bring out to our audience here.
0: Now, if I heard correctly on your Wikipedia page, you were roommates with Barack Obama for his one semester at Occidental correct?
1: Absolutely. We balled out, you know, played basketball, pick up every once in a while. Uh, he taught me a little bit about, you know, maybe. Like some sports and stuff, but I tell him everything he knows about politics. So. Yeah, well, that makes the most sense. Yeah. The Occidental Knights. No, God, what? I, I wish. Be <laughs> oh, you wish uh, you were the Knights. The D3 Wonderful Tigers. The Occidental Tigers. Oh, uh, that's man, not bad. we got a mascot. It's a tiger, but I forgot what his name is. It's not Tony. Man, oh, I really thought t- it was Tony. No, it's not Tony. It's the cereal. It's terrible. Uh, um, the Eagle Rock does look like an eagle, doesn't it? You know, uh, it actually does. Yeah, right? so, it's got the yeah. little beak. There's an actual rock there, right? So it's not just like, oh, let's just name it something random. There's actually a rock there. It does have a little beak. There's a nice community around it.
0: Uh, it's a good time. Okay, so quick. That was a quick little intro. Basically, all we're gonna be talking about today is Northern California and Southern California. My guess is that our biases will shine through. Yeah. This isn't a question of which is better or best because we both live both places, Uh, but it is just an I just want to have a conversation about our different perspectives growing up in different places. There it is. All right. Now, let's start first with the idea of North for South, San Francisco versus Los Angeles. I wonder because it seems to me that it's inherent that no matter what group you're a part of, you are looking for a rival. I don't really know what that is, but if you think about North Carolina and South Carolina, knowing Sam, she doesn't like South Carolina. True. I'm guessing North Dakota and South Dakota, I'm guessing they don't like each other. New York, Boston, East Coast, West East Coast, West Coast. America, Russia. Is San Francisco, LA not even really built on rivalries, but is just a circumstance of that we're in a big-ass state 400 miles away?
1: I, I think so, and especially because when you think about the state of California,
0: there's really nothing in between. So... All it's, those Fresno people, though, are, made, are mad at you. Those oh.
1: Fresno, yes people. Enjoy that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, because you take that long drive, there's really nothing in between. And, you know, I'll be honest. I think L.A. culture has always been there. They've always had something to attach themselves to. San Francisco, not as much, right? We're like that kind of like, what do they call it, the migrant city or uh, the nomad? Yeah, like a uh, nomad. Yeah, there you go, right? Like a lot of people are not from here. You're the gypsies. <laughs> and, and I think um, recently we've taken on a big culture cultural like identity i think because of the tech boom so that kind of built something there but before that even like when my parents were growing up because we've been san francisco for uh, san francisco natives for a long time there wasn't that big deep rooted la sf rivalry only because san francisco could not really tie themselves to anything like they had nothing unique you know um That's my take on it. I feel like L.A.'s always had something to to kind of rest back on.
0: Well, that's interesting because you – yeah, you're born and bred San Francisco. Oh, yeah. So your first house that you can remember, what streets are those on in San Francisco?
1: You're kidding me, dude. 15th Avenue between California and Clement, right all up in the inner Richmond Okay. So that's I lived off base. I lived off California. In street. California. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. My parents uh, so that's lived not in a like, duplex. and
0: that's not like 45th and because you get those out no. by the beach, you know, about <laughs> by Baker edge, Beach. the edge of the world, the yeah, edge of exactly. the Western United States, literally
1: the edge of the Western
0: United States. Exactly. No, man. I was in I was in a little bit more. And you went to a high school that was not far from there, right? Uh,
1: no, I went to high school over here in Pack Heights, so okay, actually okay. close to you know nine three six the hub. Okay. Um, so went to school over there, and it's actually funny. I went to middle school and high school basically on the same street. Uh, both in Pacific Heights. It was off of Jackson street. So they're about four or five blocks away from each other. Um, small schools, but yeah, man, we've been here in San Francisco
0: for a long time. And so you, and that's something that you, that's funny that you say that about the migrant transplant transplant, yeah, culture, because I do find that just like labor day was a couple of weekends ago and I stayed here and it was like, it was empty. It's empty. It's It's like nobody's here. Exactly. Exactly. As a San Franciscan, does that bother you? Or is that kind of how it's always been? It's actually
1: kind of fun to be a native here and you have no plans because that's your time to, like, do what you want to do. It's like, oh, hey, Uh, I can, like, go to Mama's and not wait two hours in line. I still wouldn't go there, by the way. But, you know, you can do that. You can go and, like, walk across the Golden Gate Bridge and not be bombarded with a crap ton of people. You can actually drive downtown
0: and get to the Bay Bridge in 15 minutes like it's supposed to. Now, do you do any of those things, or do you sit on your butt and watch college football? Oh, what do you think? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, but it, you do recognize it, right? That's it, one of those it's things. It's empty. Yeah. It's it's weird. Do you think that even for you, as it's changed, because I was like, tw- I'm even thinking that now, was it the same 25 years ago, or was it even like more barren 25 years ago, because it was more transplanted? I think it
1: may have been more, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean... You know, obviously, you have means now to move around, so you can just take an Uber to Napa if you wanted yeah, to now, true. right? So it's a little different, but at the same time, I I do. And think, with Airbnbs, like if somebody wants to go close, they can just right, and they right. can do it within a week or two. Yeah, so it just things. walk out there, you know. So I mean, there there are some things you have to, some variables you have to kind of consider, but overall, it's it's weird. I I really
0: don't think there's much we can tie ourselves to, except for recently with with the tech boom, and even then, it's like stuff is going up in price it's how many people can really live in san francisco or want to or want to pass that so it may even become more and more transplant where the city's just dead yep because there's no real place because that's one of the things i liked about growing up in glendale is that you know your first house that you remember is a duplex yep first house that i lived in was you know it was a house that had a yard backyard a swimming pool what's a yard dude (laughs) that's a great question from san francisco i have one in the front and the back. Oh my god. Can you even believe that? It's unreal. Luxury. I've only seen pictures. Now I I grew up you Google Earth. Yeah. I do think obviously anything on the West Coast is kind of a transplant place because we haven't been around that long. Fair. But I do think San Francisco you notice it more because it's so small. When I grew up in Los Angeles because everybody's got a house and things like that like you're setting up roots here. Yeah. Right? These are places that people are buying with 30 year mortgages right. and crap like that. And so I I do feel you don't feel the transplant because it's it's become your home in okay. Los Angeles whereas here I'm renting this place and I would never live here right. right and so I leave because I when I think about families I feel like Los Angeles is a place where if you have a house then you're going to invite people to okay but a place in San Francisco if I have like a two bedroom or a three bedroom apartment and I want my family to come over for Thanksgiving or Christmas or Memorial Day where the hell is everybody staying that's right Right. And so that's something that's a little bit different is even though Los Angeles is just made up of the same people, it's just I think the way that you live is a little bit different. I think you
1: actually bring up a really good point here in San Francisco, especially now. But even back then, I feel like no one really looks at San Francisco and they're like, hey, I'm going to be here for 30 years. Right. When they make that decision, it's like, oh, I could see getting old here. My grandkids living here. Right. I think that's just so especially now. It's a very tiny percentage because I think even if you're going to have kids here and, you know, raise them to some extent at some point, it's like, man, this city is too small. Right. Right. And it's like, oh, the options that I have are much more limited that I could have somewhere else. Um, and I've seen that actually even today, like a lot of my coworkers and stuff, they open up a lot of spots over in Denver, for example, Arizona, um, Oh, so they're not even
0: going – these people aren't even going to East Bay, though. They're going to other cities. Oh, no,
1: yeah. They, it's like a very big decision that a lot of young couples are taking the time to think about and says, hey, you can still stay at the company, but you can we can move you to a different city because we know this is not sustainable. And we know that no matter what we pay you, you can't afford these houses. And so if you're thinking long-term of what you want to do with a family – they will they will help you move out to some other cities right um but they're not moving to the East Bay
0: man they're just packing up all their stuff and going to like Denver now the city now the companies already realize that it's not gonna be livable San Francisco right right now are they picking those other places because they know that living there is cheap yes Denver and stuff like that yes. so far yes. yes interesting because I find people that people that I know from Los Angeles, are staying in Los Angeles. I was going to ask that. I was going to ask that. But I think it's more a product of, in Los Angeles, you can have everything that you want in a bigger neighborhood, and you can move to there. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody lives... Now I'm just going to start name-dropping neighborhoods. Let's say my buddy Will lives in Silver Lake, Okay. which is like the hipster town. Yeah, 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 town, yeah, I love Silver Lake. Which is like – it's like the mission if it was its own city, right? That's right. And no, that's he- kind of what Los Angeles is. It's like all these little cities. Little
1: cities but, in a big old – like bigger, right? Yeah. It's just
0: multiplied yeah. of the San Francisco neighborhoods, right? Yeah. San Francisco, they're neighborhoods. In Los Angeles, they're suburbs or cities. Right. And so if he moves from Silver Lake and he's like, oh, I need – that place that's a little bit cheaper. Plus I work in Culver City. It's like, oh, all right, well, then I can just move to Culver City. Right. And it's cheaper there, or the commute's less. And it's easy. And it's easier. Yeah. Rather than in San Francisco, it's like, okay, where am I going to move? And it's like, well, we have this office in Denver. Right. Right. Because there's no place like local that you could go.
1: Right. It's not like, oh, we have an office in Soma and we have an office in the outer Richmond. Right. Right. They don't do that. It's like, hey, man, the office is in Soma or it's in San Jose. Yeah. And you're like, well, crap, because I live
0: in the marina. It's like, so good luck. But I will say that having said that where you work and where you live in San Francisco versus Los Angeles, working in San Francisco is way better getting to walk places. Oh, I love it. Right? Like I've, that's I've been the walking other recently.
1: Yeah, so now I live in North Beach. So we The office is down in Soma. I love my walk, man. 30 minutes in the morning. It's flat. Thank God. Oh, thank God. Uh, yeah, thank God. And um, it's been nice you know, because that's not something I used to have when I was living in Glen Park. Uh, cause you cannot walk from anywhere, but I had a nice little walk, but I had to take part and it's just a change of pace. It's like nice to be in control of obviously your own speed and, uh, man, listen to a podcast or two, There you go. Know? um, it's, it's, it's nice. And I was just going to ask you about that in college. I had a job, man, it was literally the next stop on the freeway, but you can't walk that. So I had to drive and it's like, man, you try and get to work at nine or eight 30, right? It's a social media company over there, I think it was actually in Silver Lake. Um nice. drove over there and it's like, okay, the map says it's eight miles. So it's like literally get on, get off type thing. But that took me like
0: forty-five minutes, man, or an hour. Yeah, it's not close. Stuff can be very far away, especially and this is the problem with Los Angeles, because it's always people are like, oh, we'll just leave at certain times. And it's like, well, no, sometimes you have to leave when everybody else is leaving. Yeah. And you're screwed. Yeah. I'm I get to walk to work. For five years that I was in San Francisco, I got to walk to work. It was awesome. Yeah. In LA Every place Every work that I had Every school that I went to Was at least 25 minutes Oh Driving Driving driving. And now There are things that you do That are the same You either put on music Or you put on a podcast Now back in the day When I was driving to high school There were no podcasts Damn you drove to high school? Yeah Did you not? I'm open This is your Yards Really? Driving to high school Man Okay Continue so, on. Continue so your on. High school, we'll talk about so this. your high school doesn't have a parking garage?
1: Hell no, man. Really? We, we barely have enough space for classrooms. <laughs> we didn't have any parking lots. Um, if huh. you if you if you drove to school, you had to park in the streets. And our high school get a ticket. It's yeah, exactly. It's in a residential area. It's like very hidden. It's like oh, there's a couple of like really nice homes and some mansions, and it's like oh, there's a school, and then it's like back to homes. So it's not like like our field was a 10 minute 15 minute walk so anytime we had practice it's not like you're practicing there you had to go walk there walk back
0: do that whole thing do the schools in san francisco do you know have some sort of special restrictions in terms of they they can't go anywhere because it almost feels like we're getting to a point where they're going to push out the schools for some big ass building that we're going to build man that would suck but... right because turning san francisco into an epicenter like think about new york are there really schools in the middle like in manhattan I guess there are. There's got to be, but they're some. like private schools, right? Yeah. So they're just going to be more and more like normal
1: people won't be able to go to that. I will say this: I am shocked about the number of public schools that we have in San Francisco. Really, and they're, and they're huge, man. Yeah, I and guess it's I don't all know where they are. It's all dictated on like where you live, so you do not get a choice, uh, basically, of right. where you get to go. So if you elect to go to public school, you are auto assigned based on where you live. But they're huge, man. So you got Lowell, Washington, Lincoln, Galileo, like. For a small 7 by 7 city, I'm going to guess there's at least, like, 10 public schools wow. that are massive. Um, and they've got the room, because the city's paying for it, right? Like, to have a football field and stuff, right? That's the football life in San Francisco is from those public schools. It's not the private schools. Oh, Save for St. Ignatius, but... That's a Jesuit school, so. Now,
0: talking about public transportation, because in Los Angeles, there I could probably count on my hand the number of times that I've taken public transportation in Los Angeles. I was going to say. I think have you ever point, done it? I think at one point, I took it in high school because I couldn't drive. Like, I didn't have a car yet, or I was a freshman or a sophomore. And I wanted, and I took the bus with my buddy. Oh, it was a bus? Oh, yeah. Oh. And it was like a bus that I'm going like six miles. But because I went to school in a different city, like, I had to take three buses, and then I think my mom picked me up. Because yeah, she it, would, was like, it would have taken two more buses yeah, in, like, an hour. Yeah. And so the public transportation, there's very few people. They do have the metro system, and there are certain things that it's good for. If you live way out in Altadena or Pasadena, you can take it all the way into certain parts of downtown. I'm surprised it gets no love because the only time I've ever taken public transportation in L.A. is the metro.
1: And I was actually, like, pretty surprised. But you have to figure out exactly where you're going. I mean – San Francisco, it's nice, man. You can find a Muni line, a train line, or a BART line that will drop you off, I would say, within a five-block radius of where you need to go.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Which is really nice. It's when annoying that it. it doesn't go certain places, but it is fairly right. it's cohesive. Right, you can find
1: something. L.A., it's like, man, they're just like basic lines, and it's just like, hey, uh, yeah, you're in, um, what's that big train hub in the middle of downtown Oh, LA? they got Union. Yeah, Union Station, Union Station. Union Station. And it's like, oh, from there, it's like, yeah, and then it's like a 20-minute drive. But yeah. that's close, right? And it's like, no, it's not, man. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I even do that? I'll just drive myself, which is ultimately, I think, what happens.
0: I knew one girl that was able to take the subway three stops from her place like by Los Feliz and Foothill, okay. like kind of downtown. But that's the thing. like, You have to be living downtown and then taking it somewhere in downtown. Yeah. But that's a person that's living in an apartment because it's all like in downtown Los Angeles. If you're going from Glendale or a suburb, You have to take a bus to another bus. I'll literally do it every once in a while where I'll go and I'll pull out my iPhone and I'll ask, all right, I'm – let's say I'm in the valley yeah, and I'm in Northridge. I'm coming back to Glendale, and it's going to take me 45 minutes anyway. I look to see how long it will take on a bus. And it's like three hours and forty five minutes <laughs> That's because ridiculous. I gotta take like three transfers. Nobody wants to do that. And the transfers, it
1: you're, it's not like Muni where it's like, oh, 10 minutes and they have a little sign. It's like, no, no dude, the bus is coming in forty five minutes. Yeah, it's terrible. Go to McDonald's and like chill for a minute, and, and then come it's back.
0: like, oh yeah, there's no express, so it's twenty eight stops. Yeah, ex- oh my! In the and valley, it's one hundred and ten degrees. That's the worst. So um, public transportation in Los Angeles, but I think it's a product of it's too big.
1: I was just gonna say though, I'm so shocked when you said that you drove in high school because I bet for L A. The minority is that people don't drive, right? So, like, everyone kind of learns to drive in high school, let's say, because you have to. Yes. The school allows for it. You have a parking lot. Yes. And it's kind of like, man, at some point, you don't want to be the guy that doesn't do it, and I need to get where I need to go for at school, after school. I got to learn how to drive. So, 16, you're like, boom, let's get the lessons, let's get the permit, let's go, let's go. San Francisco, we're the opposite, man. I swear to God, our our senior year in high school, there were – so many more people who just straight up didn't know how to drive. So like all really? my buddies, we
0: didn't know how to drive until like very late. Interesting. Yeah. I, see, it sounds so upper class when it's like, oh, yeah, well, I got a car so I could drive. But you're right. In this, in Southern California, it's just something, especially if you have two parents that work. Now, we did a lot of carpooling, obviously. Like, yeah. But everybody learns to drive at 16. Because a lot of times, what you find, I think, is the parents are like, "Oh yeah, get your license." Because I'm not driving you 30 minutes. Exactly. Go drive, come back from your friend's house. That's fine, but take the car because I'm just not like, doing it. I'm not doing it. Exactly. Yet.
1: And for yeah. San Franciscans, it's hey, there's a bus or a train really close
0: that'll take you to school. So and the buses are done by a certain time. So it's like, yeah. hey, you got to be back by one. You know, you're going to be back by one on Bart because like, you have to. You have to. You yeah. Got no so choice. That's that's actually an interesting because that's something that curfews were imposed on me and I was the one that controlled them so obviously it was a lot more in trouble when right. I didn't hit it because you you're driving right and yeah. we were still sharing I think two cars amongst three people and then my sister made it four so we weren't set on cars obviously there are some places you say Los Angeles or Southern California yeah you say a suburb there are plenty of people that have the number of cars per but I think the driving aspect is also because it's money and time for these parents my dad drove an hour to work for 5 years in my high school years, I know he didn't want to drive me at night. Oh, yeah, that's the last thing right? he wants to do, right? Now, the one thing I the last thing I'll say about high school is that the public schooling in Los Angeles is awful. Is it really? Because there are too many people. Yeah. And we don't have as much. So you were, I was you were I was surprised that you just said that San Francisco has so many public schools and it's not dependent and it's dependent on where you live, obviously as most public schools are. Yeah. But in Glendale, it's like, all right, we have Glendale Community High School. I'm like that's it. Really, we have some maybe some smaller charter ones, and we all know charter schools are stupid. But that's the one school in Glendale. So no joke, the
1: Lowell so overcrowded. Lowell is the top public school in San Francisco. People in my graduating class from a small private high school—I'm sorry, from a small private middle school—decided to forego other private schools to go to Lowell High School because Lowell is known as the best public school in the Bay Area arguably northern california for the education really no joke yeah people like five or six guys from our um graduating class went out and left the private school life and went to public school
0: yeah see nobody would do that in glendale or southern california unless well you got kicked out or something like that san francisco's weird man no it is but if that's the kind of that's what you want out of a public school right i think part of it is i wonder if the geography of it yeah. Helps it. Yeah. Because if you don't have, if you have a finite number of people that are going to be in this area, then you know that the classes aren't going to be overcrowded. That you can offer extra school, extracurricular activities, or at least better classroom time because there aren't as many students. Yeah. And you know what? San Francisco is a rich place. So maybe the donors that you're getting are pretty good. In a bigger city, you may get half of them being awful and you're then right. half of them are just shitheads. Yeah. Um, so San Francisco maybe is just kind of a unique little utopia of rich people that want to get educations. I don't know. It's just interesting because the longest time for me growing up, it was the public school. Well, this is what I heard was it wasn't that public school itself is bad. And you just found that people were just trying to get through school. Right. Rather than try to learn something. Whereas yeah. if you got a classroom of 20 kids, you go and learn something. Cause you they're going to l- make you, you go learn, learn today. So that was something that the housing that's interesting. Uh, and the, like high school and the transportation it's just totally different. I do appreciate it more up here, but I do think that at, if a time comes when I've got a family and maybe this is just the time that I grew up or where I grew up, I gotta have a car, man. I gotta have a yard. Gotta have space. I gotta huh? have space. I mean, once you have space, it's hard to not have space. Are you gonna look for space though? I mean,
1: so we're in a spot right now that is I guess big guess it depends on, enough. on Lauren too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, man you got, you want to have space. Like even my parents have told me that it's like, eventually, you know, you can live in there for so long. And then it's like, man, the kid's old. Like you got to build it out. So it's finding space. And now is like the worst fricking time. It's yeah. so terrible. And I don't know if it's going to go down in the next couple of years. So who knows, man? I mean, you can't, you never say never. Yeah. As much as I love San Francisco, you can never say never because there are some factors that are out of control.
0: Absolutely. Going to college in Eagle Rock. I loved it, dude. Yeah, did you? I, Because I, I like being in L.A., but not in L.A. What you know? did you like about Los
1: Angeles? So I liked the – I actually liked the space, which is kind of funny. <laughs> so I actually liked going to different neighborhoods. and actually, driving to those neighborhoods? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had to drive to those neighborhoods. But what I liked about it is when you decided to go to one, you committed to it, and so you spent the whole day. Why? Because traffic is so bad. You can't move around. So I always bring this comparison here in San Francisco. Anyone who's never been here, I'm always like, so here's what's awesome about San Francisco. You can start walking from Market Street and walk straight down Montgomery and then onto Columbus. And what will happen there is you will go from Union Square, a.k.a. downtown, into the financial district. So you have shopping, then all the corporate people, then you'll go into Chinatown. Then you'll bleed into North Beach, and you keep walking down Columbus, and you'll walk right into Fishman's Wharf. And you can do that in, like, an hour and a half. Right. Okay. Which I see is what you're weird, right? Because it's like, man, you get this weird blend. You see how, like, the neighborhoods kind of blend in together. Whereas LA, we would t- be like, oh, you guys want to go to Chinatown today? Okay, that's the whole day. Because yeah. it's going to take, with all the traffic and to find parking and then, like, to actually explore – Then it's like, oh, if you try and move from there at the wrong time, it's really not worth it, so we need to stay here. I actually like that, though, because you get a chance to really look in all the weird stores that you want to.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point because there are things that I've done, like my family and I will go get dim sum, and there's really not anything that we're going to do in Chinatown after that. Right. If we're going to go somewhere else, yeah, we're going to drive there, yeah. and you're going to make this out of your whole day. I've gotten lunch with Carrie and her fiancé down there, okay? and we'll be in L.A., and it's like, cool, let's go down to L.A. Okay, cool, let's go to your place. It's like, all right, cool, let's drive 25 minutes. It's like, all right, well, now I'm going to go home. All right, well, that's 35 minutes. Eight, and eight. now you're in the car. Uh, and so that's such a good point of being able to walk through all of these different neighborhoods yeah. to get to one place. Because you can be downtown to LA, and I've been down there at night, and you could go through the financial district, but it still might be 12 blocks. And right. you still might not quite be where you want. Yeah. Um, because everything is so spread out. And that's why I do like LA, because you can find – your niche there it has more niches than san francisco and that's why i think so many people love los angeles it's why yeah. there are 10 million people or whatever there is because whatever you like to do you can find multiple iterations of it for the, it's just an accepting place to me okay if i like card games and i like magic the gathering there are more places to do that in los angeles than there are in san francisco do you think that just has to do with like sheer size yes okay i think okay. it has to do with size and space yeah and that's, and that's what one of the big differences between the two places are is that San Francisco is technically, what, a seven-mile-by-seven-mile seven mi- yep, place? Yep, seven-by-seven. Seven. And Los Angeles is seven billion – I don't know even what the parameters it are because on that, yeah. what do you consider to be Los Angeles, right? Because right now right. we're considering all the suburbs and stuff like that as well, um, and so it kind of depends on that. But I think that is a sheer size thing. I will feel – I also what I liked in college, especially about Eagle Rock –
1: Man, people are just a little nicer down there. So that was my next question. How about yeah. how do you feel about the people in Eagle Rock but also Los Angeles? Eagle Rock in particular, I mean it's all about the college, I'll be honest, right? About it occidental is, college. For sure. It's all centered around the college because there is some bad parts of Eagle Rock. But the nice parts, if you will, is all centered around the college and they know that's where the traffic's going. So I think when we just when I first moved in there, they'd start building out like that little mall, that strip mall, so they had a nice target. Yeah. Like the target was brand new and stuff. Um so that of Westfield course, Mall is yeah, dope. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like a good time. And I remember just going to get my hair cut at the same spot. I don't, I don't think the In and Out was that close to Eagle Rock that the one that they have now there now. Nope. It was nope, a little farther. Because ahead. we always went to um, Tommy's. Yeah, Tommy's Yeah, we always went to Tommy's, the Oinkster, nice. uh, right on like Colorado and stuff. But I actually liked, because it's next to Pasadena, but Pasadena is so different. Pasadena is a little commercial. Yeah, it so is. So Pasadena is like, okay, if you wanted to do, if you wanted to feel in the mall or whatever, right? Like you want to go to Urban Outfitters, like you go to Pasadena. But it's like, oh man, if you want to go to Senor Fish and get like the most real, fish taco ever in the world dude
0: it's so senor fish oh, is it's the best so good fish taco.
1: and see so like that difference to me it just felt more homey in eagle rock where it's like oh that's my neighborhood right it's like you go there and you can go talk to the people they know you kind of thing they recognize you they know that you go to oxy and it's like okay cool like you know you're not gonna do something crazy
0: do you feel like when people talk about the pretentiousness of la and the people that that it's solely those types of people that get coverage in la Absolutely. Right. And it's Absolutely. just it's, there's the 2% that's highlighted. Yes. Rather than there's Tahunga, where the fires just were. There's Burbank. There's Glendale. There's Pasadena. There's Altadena. There's Culver City. You can go all the way down to Long Beach. There's Inglewood. But really, all we hear are about these pretentious people. And it's like the 50 people in LA that go to clubs and are celebrities. Exactly. Right. And they're I putting a bad name agree. on Los Angeles, I feel yeah. like.
1: Yeah. I think the real LA are like they're very nice people. They're very welcoming. And they have like traditions. Like they actually have like a culture to them, an identity.
0: That, you know, it's pretty awesome. And I think that you go a lot of places that I like to is that there's the Vietnamese culture. There's that's in Garden Grove. You've got the Armenian culture in Glendale. You've got your Japanese. You've got all these little different segments, the Lebanese, all these different places that are welcome there. Yeah. But then they don't get talked about. None of these places get talked about. Never. Maybe on Huffington Post top 12 Vietnamese places to eat, six of them are in Garden Grove, you know, but yep. not, that's not what people are talking about. People are talking about the. Instagram and L.A. models and everybody that moves to Los Angeles to buy, to try to make money being a pretty person. Like, L.A. is not the walk of fame. Thank you. Right? Thank L.A. You. is not the walk of fame. Somebody gets it. Yeah. L.A. is not the walk of fame. Um,
1: but, yeah, I mean, San Francisco, it's weird, too. When you talk about the people, it never really dawned on me until kind of Lauren was talking to me about it. She's like, you know, she's from Louisiana, so she knows Southern hospitality. And, man, you want to talk about nice people, you got to go down south. For sure. Oh, for sure. It
0: wasn't until she kind of pointed out to me, it's like,
1: man, San Francisco people— we're not that nice.
0: Now, do you mean the homegrown people like yourself, or do you mean just the people that are here? I think that San Franciscans
1: would rather be by themselves than with other people. So they don't take the time to meet the neighbors. They don't take the time to like get to. I don't know. It's it seems I I feel that way because it's like man, if I like know who I know, cool. But I'm not trying to like meet new people. I guess. You well, know? I
0: think that that stems also from what we were talking about earlier, where. If the place that you're living is a turnstile, like you lived in a duplex, that's right? That's totally then you true. Moved. Like if you know, it's like, I think it was on like How I Met Your Mother or something like that. This is New York. You don't meet your neighbors. You just knock on their door if you don't see them every five days. Because yeah. in San Francisco, maybe you don't know who your neighbor is. I,
1: I was just going to, I think that's, you just hit it on the head because it's like, you would think with less space and all of us packed in, you would know your neighbors, but I feel like it's the opposite. My neighbors don't know me. I don't know my neighbors. I'm not going next door and knocking on the door and be like, hey, I just moved in. Like, nice to meet you. I'm whatever. Here's my number in case something goes wrong. But I feel like in L.A. where you have more space and you have your yard, you walk across a yard and you actually do that if you're a new neighbor over there. Because the whole community is kind of like, oh, who is this person? Whereas in San Francisco, I think it's like, man, there's a new person here every week. One of them might be an Airbnb. And it's like just a new person every other weekend.
0: Well, and with San Francisco, if it's such a transplant city, maybe you don't know who that person's going to be. Is it going to be an art student? Is it going to be a finance bro? Is it going to be an 18-year-old going to college? art? I think I just said that, art university. But you also don't know who that person might be, the type of person. Whereas in the different places in Los Angeles that we're talking about – and right now we are getting away. This is almost a city versus suburb kind of discussion because I didn't live in Los Angeles. But any of those suburbs surrounding – it's immediately it's like, all right, well, we're thinking about having a family, or somehow it's family-oriented. Yep. Well, that already connects you with the entire neighborhood, right? So you're already connected to these people yep. once you know that you're not renting and stuff like that. Yep. Um, I don't think San Francisco people are mean. I, I think that it. I don't always know how to qualify it because I don't know who's from here. So I don't know. Right. It's almost like I just do it by neighborhood rather than whether or not they're San Francisco but the- to me because I met plenty of nice San Francisco people. You're a great guy. Yeah. But I've met people in the marina that are just – douches well the but, odds are they're not from san francisco and too. that's, that's the, thing. the thing so it's hard for me to say how many you know san francisco people do i know not that many um i don't consider them to be standoffish but i could understand how most people like if especially if you're a tourist maybe try to ask me for directions or maybe you're at airbnb and you're like oh i am to stay in this apartment i don't know anybody uh it makes sense to me if you're con- you know your neighbors are constantly changing and stuff like that yeah but anyway let's talk about food Food, yeah, because you were just well talking food. about Mexican food, Senor Fish. Yeah, I miss those fish tacos. If
1: anyone, uh, I mean, some of our listeners probably been there, but if you haven't, go there. That place is bomb.
0: Senor Fish is good in Eagle Rock. So, the Mexican food is better in Los Angeles. I'm. I what can't Mexican food? I can't foo- say that. You
1: don't think so? I can't. I can't say that blanket statement. I will. Here, well, here, here's okay. my best. Here's the best way for me to describe the Mexican food because this comes up all the time. Yeah, it does. I will eat burritos. And never tacos in San Francisco. But I will always eat tacos
0: and never burritos in L.A. Okay, that's fair. Well, what about San Diego? I don't go there that often to really make a choice. But San Diego, those California burritos, put the french fries in there. Those are good. It's pretty good. Those are good. Those are good. But if you're talking about Los Angeles, I mean, that's actually not a bad way to put it. But if you're putting it that way, don't you think the burritos may be the easier thing to make the fake like how the fake well no just how hard is it to screw it up like with the tacos Man, have we're you ever talking had a bad burrito? But, exactly but that's the thing if they they're all gonna be good then what's the difference where you get it okay but if you only get tacos in Los Angeles doesn't that mean the tacos are super good well I've always noticed in LA like the burritos aren't like massive <laughs> like I guess San Francisco's <laughs> oh, looking known- for a nice hungover Whoa, burrito uh, yeah
1: San Francisco's known for like you know these massive burritos. That's fair. Um, and then, cause what inherently happens is the tacos become like little mini burritos where they're just overstuffed. It's like, man, this is not a taco. This is like too much crap on a smaller tortilla. Whereas like in LA, there's an art to the, to the LA taco. It's like, there's not a lot of stuff on there, man. There's no, like, rice. and cr- It's just, like, you know, like, the onions, yep. um, the cilantro, cilantro. And it's, like, that's it. And a little lime, and it's, like, the meat. And maybe it's, like, some peppers and stuff. But
0: that's just – oh, that's so good. And there's just food trucks all around. Silver Lake, Eagle Rock, Glendale. You go to any – Old bar that closes at two, and immediately there will be a food truck outside. Dollar tacos. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I think that what you say is right, uh, because if you're going to get Mexican food, you can't screw up the burrito, and you're going to get them here. And they do treat it as like a gluttony treat up here, where it's like, yeah. let's just stuff this thing with as much stuff as you can. But finer Mexican dining—not finer, I'm sorry. More authentic, maybe. Authentic Mexican dining, I'm definitely going to do in Los Angeles. Yeah. Now, yeah. is it weird that the Chinese food is better in San Francisco? Man. But the Korean food is better in LA. Well, we don't have good Korean food up yeah, here. Yeah, I don't even right? really know where you would go for I it think, up here. I
1: think there's like a couple of Korean restaurants in Japantown, so no one's gonna find it. Um, yeah, so we, that's a, that's a problem. Um, I completely agree with you there. I think Chinese food here is wonderful, and I'll tell you this right now: it's because you have more Cantonese uh, speaking people here in, in um, the Bay Area in San Francisco, and so that type of cuisine is a more accepted form of Chinese food, if you will. Okay, that's like more the noodles, like. You Know meat type stuff over rice, yeah. Like nothing, nothing crazy, nothing spicy. You know, it's like, like more a fried chicken
0: that's in a sauce, <laughs> exactly. it's easy to do.
1: Um, but man, the Korean food in LA, oh, you love that's that. world class. That's a it's, I think the only other time I've had better Korean food is obviously in Seoul, but man, LA Korean food, the all you can do barbecue for like 10 bucks. And like... are
0: you just a big kimchi fan?
1: I am not, no, I can't do spicy, man. You know that. Well, they make,
0: yeah, I guess that's true.
1: I can't do kimchi, but that's how good the food is cuz you don't need kimchi. Oh, Think about it. It's
0: uh, oh, it's so fun. Do you have a go-to kimchi or Korean spot?
1: Man, I do. It's literally in my head. I just never remember the it's name of it cuz we always used to go to it and we took our buddy there who was like turning 19 at the time and we just told him he was turning 21. The mama san like loved us. She's oh, like, oh, you guys have been here. And was so she just up. popping
0: bottles and we were having a great time, but we had a big food come after that. I have never been to like a more local fan like uh italian place in los angeles like i've been to like some fancy italian places and like Buca de beppo but i think Pfft, that trash. maybe the italian food's better north in San beach Francisco. Man. yeah Absolutely. north beach is cracking yeah because like soto mare man yeah yeah there's like a rooted history better here right the seafood maybe that's what it is the seafood's yeah. better here yeah
1: yeah and i think that plays into
0: everything and just i i've had italian food in la and It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. I mean, you're gonna get your pizza, your bolognese and sauce, but yeah, I want some of that uh, chipino. I want some of that good stuff. There you go. That's that's what we're talking about. So the seafood's a little bit better in LA. Definitely the Mexican food. Whether any cuisines that stand out? That's about it. I mean, I love a good Middle Eastern food. It's gonna be better in Los Angeles. That's a product of having neighborhoods. Let's go. Let's go have that together, man. I want to. I oh. want to dive into that, dude. I'll bring it down. Haru will take us out for some nice oh. Armenian Lebanese meals. They set the hookah up right there so you can smoke and eat outside because it's hot all the time. That's not, all right. The weather. Oh, okay. I. This is this is funny to say because. It's just been so hot recently. I I was just gonna say there's some recency bias here because I hate this place right now, dude. Well, I was just thinking about it, and like two years ago, I was able to handle it no problem. Like, oh yeah, it's hot. Okay, it's hot. Like it's 100 degrees in Glendale right now. No problem. But this year, I don't know if like I'm just becoming more of a puss or it was super hot. The heat in San Francisco sucks, and you know why it's bad? Why? Because nobody has air conditioning. I was yes. That's the entire whole thing behind it. And. It's like in Arizona where they build pools for everybody because it's so hot. In California, <laughs> they just have a little bit more money, so instead of everybody getting a pool, they just get air conditioning. Man, what's a pool? <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> hey, don't you know don't know any of you, these. Tumors, you gotta get man. outside. No wonder you hate it. No, but I love your theory. I mean,
1: man, it's weird. And and I put it this way: if it's too hot, I've got to have AC because like I'd rather be yeah. able to cool down. I'm okay with it being freezing because you can put more layers on, right? Like I can bundle yeah. myself in a little blanket burrito. I'm good. And that's awesome
0: to sleep in. I love. Gives you a reason to snuggle. But the instant, hey, babe,
1: come over here. The instant I'm hot, forget it, dude. Get the fuck away from I'm me. I'm <laughs> so miserable. I'm like, please stop talking to me. I don't care about anything. Like, I can't escape it. You, there's nowhere to go. Because none of the San Francisco infrastructure is built for any of this. Yeah,
0: it was It was better for me to leave my apartment and go for a walk to cool down yeah. than to like do anything else. Uh, I heard some people from my sister that some of her friends just
1: slept on the roof. On the roof. That was the only way to get rid of like it. I slept in my basement, but I, oh, I also shit. have a basement. I so. should have just done that. I should have just come over and done that because oh, I yeah. was dying. Was, I was
0: just sitting downstairs. I had the door open at like 1130, and I actually got up to open it because I thought it wasn't cl- open because it was so warm, and yes. that's just how outside was. Oh, my um, gosh. So it's, it was weird this year, but that's an anomaly. But girl – or growing up in Los Angeles, I didn't really have a problem with it. But going to school there was that a shock. I know you're probably not there during the summers, but it's uh, still hot in Los Angeles. It's, it's pretty still much hot. year round.
1: It's still hot. I've always loved wearing shorts and stuff. So my parents always kind of made fun of me. We actually have family in LA, so they always talk about how you know it's always easy to go to LA, but when you come up to San Francisco. So when I came back for holidays or my cousins come up to visit, we're still wearing shorts because it's like that's what you're used to, and it's like oh crap, I'm freezing.
0: Yeah, put a jacket. And on. And you just look
1: like an idiot. Um, I was okay with it because the school had a lot of AC, and you know when you're accepting that you're in LA, it's like you gotta live that lifestyle a little bit. So I, you know, wore my sandals,
0: yeah, my shorts, you know, all the doing. time. You got yeah. those rainbows while you were down there, yeah. I got oh, those rainbows, boy. man. Uh, no, the weather—it was something that I love. I, I do like being in a climate that's warmer, just during the day. Yeah. Just I'd rather it be that's nicer most of the though. time, but when it's hot in San Francisco. I don't like it. It's just it's too stagnant. And I think I get thrown off by the air conditioning and by fan by fans yeah. that people are lucky to have. But in San Francisco, when it gets too, too hot. But of course, that's rare. We get like a week of that a year. And so the buildings aren't too bad. I think I do prefer Los Angeles air. It's just it's dry heat, which is usually fine. Because what? It'll be like 100 during the day and it'll drop to like what at night? 70, like 70? 65 not So bad. just
1: for comparison, this week, this whole week in San Francisco, it's been like maybe 80 during the day. And at night, it'll be like 71. Yeah. And it's like, this is terrible. Yeah, that's too hot. Yeah, because I agree with but you. But it's not if normal. Go,
0: but it's not normal. That's right. It's not normal. I hope. Who knows? I think, I'd, knows? S- I think knows? I'd still take LA weather in the long run. It's yeah. just. It's just... I'm a, I'm a big weather guy, I'm a big sun guy, so I'd rather have the God, sun. God, what an expense I'm going to incur when I'm older just leaving the air conditioning on at all hours. I I don't even realize dude, in college, I be, I, used to, I didn't care. I didn't pay for that. Oh, of dude. course not. Oh, you make I a, paid enough for make it. Make it a freezer Turn that locker shit box. On. Yeah. 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 All right, let's talk about I mean, let's just get into sports, man. Like that's the oh, last. That's all we really got. Let's do it. This is annoying because I moved to San Francisco in July June of 2000 Ten is when tom and i arrived right from in Berlin. the wheelhouse and oh. since that moment my life has been a living hell for sports because that was the year that the giants won the world series which was awesome their first that one. was a
1: great story the first one was i don't even remember story. what happened
0: why do i care what happened i don't remember man i don't either was but that i know the one where won. pablo hit three dingers or is that the next that was time? the second one that oh, was, the second oh one. was there was a second one two years later now in 2011 you guys weren't good but so in 2010 the giants won then in 2012, the Giants won. Yep. And then I think in 2013, the Niners went to the Super Bowl. Yes. And then in yes. 2014, the Giants won again. That's right. And then in 2015, the, the dubs. dubs won. Woo-hoo. And then in
1: 2017, the Dubs won again. We're just passing around the championship cars, the floats, just
0: change the colors. It's hey, all good. You guys lost when you were down 3-1. Did you know that? Oh, my God. Could have had three in a row. Meme, dude. Uh and so for me, all I have in that span is the L.A. Kings have two Stanley Cups. Hey, that's not bad. I don't even care. <laughs> I just don't follow hockey that much. I do yeah. agree, playoff hockey is awesome. Don't get me wrong. But of course, if I'm watching it for playoff hockey, you kind of know who I'm rooting for, and it's definitely a bandwagon thing. Well,
1: the problem too is no one in San Francisco is gonna
0: like challenge you. I mean, except shout for out to Tyler. Tyler, Tyler. To Tyler. <laughs> but <laughs> other than
1: that, it's not like oh, Kings fan, like
0: I'm Sharks, Sharks territory, man. Yeah. It's Like no, go Kings, go. And it's like oh, and there are some. Super hard, hardcore Kings fans, which is awesome. Yeah. They deserve it. That's great. Uh, they play in the stable Center with the two other teams, which is still crazy. Um, but I don't follow it as much, so I don't really count it. But five championships. That's rough. I didn't, yeah. And I, I think did. it's, the Giants didn't make and lose any World Series. No. The Niners made one Super Bowl. Oh. And then the Dubs made three championships. So that's seven championships. Yeah. Seven championship games and five wins. Right. Right. In seven years that I've been here, are you worried that when I leave, your life is over? Please don't leave, <laughs> Please don't leave. Please don't it's, leave. I can't imagine. Tell me how it's been the last seven years. Well, I
1: guess I never really took its time to like step back and actually think about it that way. It's not that I expect a championship every year, but... I mean, you're right. It's like it's been so long to like actually look at a sport and be like, "Oh man, we're not gonna do well in all the three major sports." Let's say, right? yeah. Because
0: for anybody listening that doesn't know, mm-hmm. those three are basically Eric and I's top three sports. So we oh, are yeah. following those three year round. Yeah. So I I
1: feel like we've always just talked about the teams individually, like peaks and valleys. But you're right. I've never really thought about it. Like the Giants were great. Now we're bad. The Niners were great for let's say two years. Now we're bad. The Warriors are great, and we're gonna be great forever. But, I mean, <laughs> other than that, it's – I've never – I don't know, as a fan, you don't get tired of it. I'll tell well, you that right now. of course not. Um, but it's, it's almost now an expectation, I guess, that the one that's riding hot – so what's weird is it started with the Giants. So – Because we won in 2010, we really crapped the bet in 2011, the 2012 was actually a stunner. So I don't know if you remember, we came back in like the NLCS, like down a whole bunch of games, like 3-0 or 3-1, and we won. Then the next one, it was crazy, right? So to us now, we like to win in bunches, which is why the 49ers were such a a fall from grace. But it's like, okay, the Giants did the even year thing. So it's like, okay, we win, take a year off. We win, we're good. Niners, that's what we thought was going to happen because it's like we get to the NFC Championship game, okay, we lose. We get to the Super Bowl, we lose. Don't worry, we're coming. And It's like, oh, that was wrong. But then you look at the Warriors and it's like, oh, we get to the Western Conference Finals or you know the playoffs, which is a big thing for us. Then we're good. Now it's like championship every other year.
0: Well, I think what's impressive too is that you can close on the championships. Yeah. The Niners couldn't. Uh, you know, they made the NFC Championship I think three games in a row, three yeah. times in a row, yeah. Yeah. and they went to the Super Bowl once. And if you just have that as what happened to you, then this whole thing is different. Yeah. But because you have the Giants who went three for three, or maybe they went three for four in 2011, they just didn't make the playoffs or something. Three for three, I think, making the playoffs, and then making the World Series, and then winning. Yeah. The Dubs are two for three winning. And I think that's the biggest deal is that you're closing. Yeah. Because I think in the last three or four years, the Dodgers have been better. Yeah. At least the last two, but they can't close. Yeah. And so they're not winning anything. So I think that makes it worse because- the Dodgers have been in two, I think, NLCSs, and they've lost both of them. Yeah. And so they can't even get to the World Series where you guys, I don't know if it's management. I don't know if it's the coaching. I mean, Bruce is pretty good, and obviously Kerr is, so it must be coaching. But that, I think, is a big part of it is that you're not getting these things and losing. You are continuously winning, which is impressive. But I don't think if you looked at any major sport other than maybe Boston because the Patriots have been good for so long that you have seen this kind of consistency from a sport team culture. Obviously, you look at one individually, and they're all different. You know, the Dubs have been only been good for three years. This team's only been good for three—the Giants were only good for three years. And so you look at them individually, but putting them together is very impressive. And, you know, think about it this way. From your point, it's
1: allowed the city to actually attach themselves to a core group of players. Because of their repeat success, you don't have these teams that blow it up, if you will. right? So the Giants—I mean, you talk to any baseball fan and it's Buster Posey, Madison, Bumgarner. That's that's the core, right? It's like, oh, you can't think about the Giants without those guys and Boshi, I would say, which are the three still on the team today. Now for the Warriors, it's the same thing about Curry, now Clay, right? You know, I guess Draymond a little bit. Um, n- not KD quite yet, but, yet. you know, it's, it's that core that I think it's like, oh, you get to see them succeed every single year, and you're not trading them away, so you're building pieces on it. That's the foundation
0: that makes you a lifelong fan. What's interesting, too, is I feel like baseball is the one sport of the three that the fans hate the other one as active. Like, we hate each other the most in that one sport, and it's baseball. Yeah. Because it's been around the longest. Yes. You guys, the Dodgers haven't been good since 88, or they haven't won since 88. You guys hadn't really won as the San Francisco Giants that, ever, I don't that's think. Ever
1: until, yeah, And that then big you won run. three
0: in five years. Yep. And you beat the crap out of us in the postseason one year, I think. Yes. Or you guys always beat Kershaw, which is a big Weird. deal. Yeah. It's very strange. But so that's the sport where I think there's the most animosity between San Francisco and LA because, well, in football, there isn't any. No. And as long as, for 30-year-olds like ourselves, because both the Rams and the Raiders moved in 84, Yeah. we don't care. You and I have a rivalry in sports because it's the Cowboys versus the Niners. Right. But there's no San Francisco That's more LA. deep-rooted, by the way. Oh, for from, sure. For San
1: Franciscans, like San Francisco and Dallas, is that's the, that's the rivalry. Oh, even it's for not, Dallas. Yeah. Even yeah, for the yeah, Cowboys as yeah. well,
0: because those are the teams that were crushing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's a bigger rivalry. That's, that's not a California rivalry, though. Right. Now, with the Rams back, maybe. Uh, it'll take some time. I, I hope. It'll take some time. Actually, I hope it's the Chargers, but because you guys are in the same division, I do hope, because it'll be two games a year. Yeah. But nobody cares about that. And then even in basketball, I think you'll be able to tell this, neither of us are Laker fans. The Clip- Hell no. Yeah, of course. But the Clippers are not actively hating the Warriors until recently. Yeah. I think, but we talked about this in the NBA pod.
1: There's a little history there. Oh, a little the Clippers, Baron Davis, did. a little Corey Chris Mighetti, Paul, and a little the Chris L- Paul, yeah, a little the uh, Paul. DeAndre Jordan
0: thing, yeah. I mean, you guys just we won the one playoff game, and then you won like 12 in a row. Yeah, and you guys have just been shitting on them recently. Man, that one you guys won that game seven. That was that was, that a was awesome. That, that was, was really funny. That, that was a start. To you guys were like, all right, we got to do something else. And yeah. I don't even know what you guys did after that. But you got, like, infinitely better. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know if if it's just me and my family, but my grandmother, like, she loves sports. So that's actually where I get my love for sports from. My dad and my mom. My mom's always loved sports, too, but she's more of a 49er fan. Okay. Then she got to learn, like, baseball and basketball, and so she loves it now. My dad didn't know sports at all, so he's grown grown to know sports. really? He's grown to know sports through me and my sister playing sports. Okay. And then watching with my mom eventually, whatever. My grandparents are huge. Dubs, Niners, Giants fans. But I don't know if it's rooted for me, but it's like, man, we always hated the Lakers. And we always hated the Clippers. Now, we didn't watch the Clipper games that much, but it was like, Laker You even hate hated them when they were real. bad? Yeah, man.
0: Why would you hate the Clippers? They were just, the, you know... The... They were in our division.
1: Yeah, that's true. So, bad. you know, it's like, okay, if we weren't ever close to the playoffs, so I guess maybe it was draft position. I mean, that's, yeah, how, you're that's how woke my grandparents were, man. They know. They know, they know they, those ping pong they balls. Know.
0: That's interesting because as a... Laker, I'm sorry. As a Clipper fan, i not a Laker. Whoa. Oh god! Watch sorry. Out. As a Laker uh, fucking hater, yeah. Um, my dad and I grew up going to Clipper games, or I grew up, my dad taking me to Clipper games. Thank you, dad. And because they played in the same building, and because they kept winning, the hatred for the Lakers was palpable. I would root for the Kings. I would root for the Trailblazers. We hated the Lakers. My anyone dad, but the Lakers. My dad will still call me, and he'll say. No, did you watch that Laker game last night? And I always go, why the fuck would I watch the Lakers? And he goes, because <laughs> they're 3-30. and 30. And he, it, it, he loves watching them be terrible. Watch them fail. Where I'm just like, okay, I'll keep track of them. I don't want to give them the satisfaction of like watching or anything like that. Yeah. My yeah. dad is like, no, no, no. I'm reveling in the fact that they're so bad. And so I think I like that, that that shows something about even just the L.A. culture. Because if we are so bad as the Coopers fans, why do we hate the Warriors? Yeah, because we're almost got good together. Now I hate you because you were able to take it to the next level. And we're all on TV. And all I the got time. Doc. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, fuck that shit. God. Well, you know, to your point, though, if you if a
1: team is splitting like L.A., you're home like you're you see all the games, Clippers and Lakers. So you watch them all and you're deciding not to watch because I was going to ask in L.A. you probably had to pick a side in high school, huh?
0: Uh, yes. And it was Clippers. A lot of, it was all Lakers, which is awesome. Yeah. It was great. Uh, because my sister and my dad and I would rotate off. We would go to games. We'd go to like five to 10 a year, uh, because they were cheaper. Yeah. And we got to sit fifth row because they were, nobody had season tickets because back in the day with Keith Kloss and Darius Miles, Earl Boykins, who was my sister's favorite player. Like that was a crappy team that we were going to watch, but we were going to pay. 20 bucks to sit in fifth row.
1: I just had dinner with my high school friends. We were talking about that, how in high school we looked at each other and we said, you know what, for someone's birthday, one year, what we're going to do is we're going to buy courtside tickets to a Warrior game. And at that time, we're in high school, so we don't have a lot of money anyways, but we sucked. And we looked it up and it's like, man, it's like 500 a seat to sit courtside. Like, we'll work towards that. We can get a job, save for it. That's gone. We're never oh, gonna sit courtside not. for the rest of our lives, <laughs> dude. Nope. That was ever. your one opportunity. Oh, it's probably against like the Kings or something. Some I've only team.
0: ever sat courtside for college games. Never well, NBA because awesome. it cost me 50 bucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, way yeah. better. Yeah. And it was the Zags, and nobody watches them in, in California. Isn't that when you were yelling? Who knew? you were yelling
1: at the. Oh, uh, that at, was
0: in Dallas. Okay, that was when I was yelling <laughs> at uh, the Baylor bench. Yeah, they were not happy. Uh, I think I've calmed down since then. Da- uh, you paid for that seat, happily. man. You, you do what Absolutely. you, you do. You So, for that seat. I hate the Giants. I definitely hate – I mean, I hate the teams that you like, but it's an interesting rivalry that's been growing because when your team is bad, it's hard to hate. It's hard to hate other bad teams yeah, with agreed. such a vigor. It, you'd rather just hate the really good team, which was the Lakers. Right. Um Always. But I, five championships in seven years is a goddamn nightmare. Well, that's pretty awesome. I can't handle any more of it. So that's one thing that I need to get out. Uh, I, need, I need the – dubs to stop losing i've been with eric for a few of their wins to clinch things and because eric's awesome and he's such a happy person it's really nice to be there with him but man it's so annoying it when inside. i walk home and there's just people shooting off fireworks everybody's cheering purple and orange and i've just got my head between my legs just like oh i'm so sad just all because anti- i just want it. one yeah i got no cowboys i got no dodgers Got no Clippers. I've Fuck had to. The Lakers. I've had to donate like my championship shirts, man. I it's hate like, you. you. Shut the hell up. You don't got space for them. All, all right, yet. we're done here. <laughs> all right, my last question. San Francisco, L.A. Eric it has been great to talk to you about this. Should California be two states? Yes or no? Man, you know, there's nothing else in the middle.
1: No, we got to be one. You think so? I Why? Think so. I think California needs to be its own country. Oh, I'd, I'd take it that step. I don't think we got to be two states, man. We're different, but we're the same as well. Um,
0: I, I think it's it's not that, that separated. Right. It's not like a North Carolina, South Carolina thing or something like that. We'll take know? San Diego, and you can have Fresno and everything north of Kel- San Francisco. That's, that's worth see, nothing. See, that's dude. why there's nothing up here other than San
1: Francisco. <laughs> no, it's like oh, take Sacramento. Gotta, dude, it's like you got, oh, you got Napa,
0: sucks. yeah. If you can. Get up there. All right. All right. I think that we're good on San Francisco, Los Angeles. Eric, I think it should be two. I think they're different economies, they're different people. I know it's San Francisco's almost a microcosm because it's neighborhoods versus like suburbs and cities. Could you imagine a state line on highway five? Oh my god. You'd never come up here. No. No. <laughs> see, that's no, why. I'd fly. Yeah. Nah, it's domestic. <laughs> I gotta fly. All right. That's our San Francisco LA talk. LA San Francisco. LA's definitely better. There's just more to do. There's okay. just more to do. Championships, dude. Oh. Count see, the rings. All right, now we need JD back. He's from Southern (laughs) California. He, we'll go two on one versus you. All right, everybody, that's it. Uh, That's all we got for you today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you later this week for a week three roundtable. See ya.